everybody. Welcome to Sonic Talk, episode 762. I think I got it right this week, because last week there was a bit of a technical catastrophe at the beginning, but uh, I think we're back on track. This is the Music Technology Podcast. It's a podcast where we talk about all stuff to do with music production, music creation, uh, live music, live streaming, software, hardware, synthesizers, drum machines, all that kind of stuff, and all the kind of cultural things around it. So plenty to talk about, even if there's no news which is a good thing because it's summer and that's quite often the case. <laughs> but before we get there, I want to say hello and thank you to uh, friends over in the chat. So big thanks to Wagyu as ever for moderating and keeping an eye on uh, the, uh, yeah, the back end because uh, all the chats should uh, interpolate to each other. So if you're on IRC or on Twitch or on uh, not Facebook, but YouTube and Discord, you should all be able to see what each other's saying. I'm not sure if that's actually working, but hey, we'll see whether it is at the end. I really must get round to scripting those things. Um, anyway, <laughs> oh no! Welcome to welcome to our guests. Welcome to our guests. We have uh, several guests. I, I'll go to the four shot because we've got a new guest in the form of Starsky Carr. We'll come to him last because I've got a few questions for him. But we've also got Yoad uh, Nevo, who's there in Nevo Sound, of course, uh, remixer, producer, writer, uh, software consultant, uh, and creator of many uh, software plugins through Waves, uh, now now freelance, I believe, or at least looking into other areas. How are you, Ad? You well? Yeah, good. I'm very well. Good to be here again. Nice to have you. I, I don't need to ask you what the weather's like because you've got an air-conditioned studio um, and three of us don't this week uh, or, or never have. One of them is missing. So I guess everything's fine in London. It's the pavements are melting outside and you're just cool and it's calm not that and just hot working. Today. It, oh, it's okay. not that hot today. It's kind of, uh, it's fine, you know. For me, I prefer that to, to when it's cold, any day. Yes, so. that seems fair enough. So um, we're going to be coming up to London in July, actually, on the 15th and 16th. There's the uh, Tile Yard, there's the Gearfest UK. So maybe if you're around, we can uh, we can meet up. Yeah, uh, hopefully. Uh, that goes yeah. for anybody who's watching, actually, because uh, we'll be there for, I think we'll probably go on the Saturday, I'd imagine. But uh, so it's at Tile Yard. It's uh, at Tile Studios. It's pretty good. Um, OK, we also have um, Ty Unwin, who is there in a new place. You're actually not in your regular place, uh, which is normally um, air-conditioned, but you're in Dom's roof space. His, his I'm, in sh I'm in Shea Dom. And, ah. uh, yeah, so which we'll talk about later. And uh, so I'm sorting out all of Dom's studio and stuff. And I've been down a few times over the last few weeks and I'm down here at the moment and uh, cursing him for the fact that he bought all this lovely equipment and didn't buy aircon. Because when I say it is sweltering up here, it is how he, how he even walked into the room, never mind worked in it, I have no idea. Uh, so uh, yeah, I hate him at this moment in time and uh, <laughs> it's all right. I've told him on regular, regular times throughout this entire experience when he's sort the way he does his patch bays, the way that he does his wiring looms. I absolutely flipping hate the bloke. And uh, <laughs> so it's, uh, you know, it's all good. He's what, don't worry, his wife and family, they all know that I hate him on a regular basis. So it's absolutely fine. So, cursing um, his uh, methodology. Cursing, but... cursing him. Uh, and just, I just know that he's looking down on me and laughing laughing he's just wetting himself basically at what i'm having to do so yeah um but anyway so i'm here so we'll we'll talk about that later but yeah so so this is where i am without aircon so as i start taking clothes off during the uh show 
I hope you understand. I'll, just, and, uh, I'll zoom in, zoom in until you're just just yeah. ahead. With, uh, <laughs> you know, don't fight it. Lovely, you're only human. Lovely to have you, Tom. And <laughs> and a new guest in the form of uh, Mr. Starsky Carr, um, also known as Matt, which we'll probably call him Starsky Carr, of course, YouTuber uh, who's been doing a load of stuff on YouTube for a while. Sort of, I, I would you describe yourself as an accidental YouTuber? Is that the way, as it happens to many of us? Yeah, I think so. You just thought playing around, see what you can stick up online. See, I've said this quite a few times to a lot of people I started doing, well, fixing the car, fixing the, 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 the brake lights on the car by watching a bit of YouTube, you know, and they do a bit more and a bit more and a bit more of that. And in the end you think, well, there's some useful stuff I could maybe show people. I've got a Profit 6 and I've got a, um, a Profit 8. I wonder what the differences are and stuff like that. And just bit by bit started mumbling to myself and then put it on camera, you know, and it just sort of rolled on from there. No grand plan. Excellent. Well, your uh, your last video, I think, was the. Uh, I'm just trying to see here. Was the sample track, uh, Sonicware oh, sample yeah. track, uh, which I saw, which you describe as the game, the Game Boy, uh, a, a musical Game a Boy, musical Game Boy, uh, yeah. And, I'm, and and then the MIDI Mini, uh, which is that big uh, AJH synth, isn't it? Module, which is like a kind of series of Moog yeah. inspired modules. Is that right? That looked great. That I mean, yeah, they yeah, they great. Those ones, don't. They're absolutely fabulous. They they did start off using Moog boards back in the back in the eighties. People used to give them synths, and they'd they'd rack mount them and make them MIDIable and add a few little bits and bobs like. But uh, this now it's all, it's, it's all made by them. But they they source new old stock pots and stuff like this so they can get the envelopes absolutely precise. Like an absolute obsessive amount of detail into getting the old bits right. But then they've got all the little new additions as well. And um, when someone sends you something like that to have a little play with, it's just so much fun so you just disappear for a week just getting the most you possibly can out of it you know and, it, and it's i am right is it the is it the ajh synth one or am i am i misquoting that? oh no no, no it's the um se electronics sorry ah the se electronics yes yes of course yeah yeah yeah, yeah yeah my mistake it's a, yeah they're, they're fantastic i had i had one in for a month and basically to and i i literally a would it or ac'd it or ad'd it against uh a voyager xl Mini Moog reissue and something else. RME on the System 55 took take a couple of oscillators from that and kind of AD'd it against all of them. And it, it was absolutely fantastic. And if I didn't have a, a Voyager XL or it was a kind of cross, actually, it's quite interesting because there's a straight cross between a Mini Moog and a Voyager XL. It wasn't quite a Mini Moog and it wasn't quite a Voyager XL. It's smack bang in the middle. Beautiful instruments. This is the V3. It's really, yeah. really gorgeous instrument well i've got over there i've got the minimo reissue i've got a voyager and i've now ordered myself the uh the midi mini i just found it oh, well done Ooh, okay Beautiful so thing. you went for it yeah a great yeah, in, so great video. intro to I that go video, for too I many to really, enjoyed that. <laughs> <laughs> really enjoyed that and of course what was the other one uh, the uh the, the sequencing on the behringer which uh, with a with a very nice uh dylan thomas uh um reference oh, uh, yeah. in the poem go go placidly you know i thought that was a nice touch yeah rage very artistic yeah, yeah excellent <laughs> Uh, in fact, I think I, the last funeral I went to, that was the that was the reading, which was actually very nice. Oh, really? In, in a in a non morbid kind of way, but uh, hey, well, yeah, there we go. Yeah. I've been to a lot of those this year, as we all have, I think. Um, okay, well, we've got stuff to talk about. I mean, there are things that we can we can uh, talk into. Obviously, last week uh, we had Glastonbury uh, last weekend, or this last weekend we had Glastonbury, and Glastonbury is always this sort of quite a big televisual thing. I mean, it's becoming more and more a media event. 
as well as I think they, they reckon there were 250,000 people there and they've got to be 50,000 crew. So we're talking probably 300,000 people at Glastonbury. And I, I remember watching a lot of it last year and thinking, oh, yeah, I was, was, was finding lots of bands that I'd never heard of that I thought were really good. I didn't, I didn't watch as much, but I didn't really see all that much that made me go, wow. I mean, it seemed like there were a lot of... Uh, we had Chrissy Hine, we had Guns N' Roses, we had quite a lot of elderly folks doing their thing, uh, Elton John as well, which was okay, and some of it was good, some not so good. I watched Guns N' Roses, which frankly was one of the worst shows I've ever seen. Uh, I, I really thought it was... I, I've no, I mean, to be fair, I've never been a Guns N' Roses fan, but Axl Rose cannot sing, and he's a prat. So those two things together, I think, are really not, not a good so solution. And I think somebody was messing with the sound for TV because the, usually the TV sound is really good, but his voice was all over the place. It was really loud, really quiet, really high, really low. I think that was the nature mm -hmm. of it. And there was an up just while I, before I finish my rant. Uh, I'm not a fan, but there's uh, Slash doing his Slash thing. And then the, the other guitarist, who was obviously the hired help, and they did a bit where they soloed together. And after the sort of 1900th Slash pattern solo yeah. it was like oh my god and this guy just started playing and it was like now that guy can really play guitar and they were doing this back-to-back -back thing and then after a while i think the guy thought oops better better tone it down a bit and started playing rubbish <laughs> solos <laughs> just thought it was very funny i don't know, Do I, you know I, I, glastonbury what go tight i just think that was a perfect review of guns and roses that was just oh, spot you. on they were dreadful it was absolutely poorly but i have to say i love glasto and i've been a few times and i always look forward to it but I kind of, I just thought, as a, from a lineup point of view, is one of the most disappointing lineups I've seen in a long, long time. And exactly the same as you. You know, when you discover all the new stuff, you you sit there going through finding new acts, and you always come away with a list of stuff you want to check out. Honestly, there was nothing this year. Absolutely nothing. And just some really, I think, I think what got me more than anything out is the mediocrity. There was just a huge amount of mediocre performances or just going through the motions. And, um, mm. yeah, I thought well, it was... It was yeah. think, no, it's not the, the heat. heat. I, I, no, that's rubbish. No, I, it's been years when it's been absolutely boiling and it's it's been still been great. I just think it was just it was just a poor line. I mean, I'm not being funny when when the highlight is Rick Astley and the Blossoms doing covers of the Smiths. You know, when that's a highlight, you know that things are looking bad. But that's essentially that was my highlight you know. actually. It, but it's true Rick though. Rick Astley it's, was my yeah. highlight. <laughs> yeah, yeah, absolutely. And interesting that my, that my kids all noticed. They said, "Why is it all old people?" You know. Yeah, Although yeah. my son, yeah. he's 19, and he absolutely loved the Elton John. He came in and just said, Dad, that's the, that's the best thing I've ever watched. And I was, I was how old, how old is taken he? aback, to be honest. He's how 19. old is he? I was, was going to say too late for adoption. Um, <laughs> I mean... <laughs> Yeah. He's gone, that's I'll it, he's 19, he's done. Oh, oh that's all right yeah. then, yeah. In which, case, raised, I, in, which case, in which case, he would be out of my will, that's for sure. <laughs> I don't know, I thought there were, there were some moments. I mean, I did watch a little bit of that. I saw some of the clips I saw of Lizzo look absolutely fantastic. Uh, I really enjoyed her set because uh, she's just got such great energy. But again, it's not sort of necessarily new. I, I wonder I just... what, what it is, though, because there are, definitely, um, there are definitely trends, aren't there? I mean, I wonder if it's just because established acts are touring so therefore they would put themselves forward because you know after COVID they, they they're coming back out and they're doing their thing and perhaps by the by the very, very the very notion that they are established they're sort of less cutting edge and less less you know different to what's already been before so i wonder if that's an element of what's going Poss on 
I don't know. The only thing I will just say, by the way, I just want, and this is just kind of a, a my biggest bugbear is the whole Lana Del Rey, uh, you know, kind of incident. Anyone that didn't know, basically, so she, she essentially rocked up on stage half hour late, and then everybody knows that there's a, a strict. It's a license, yeah. you know. You can't. It's a like This is what annoys me. The people going, "Oh, why didn't they let her finish her out there?" Their 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 license for next year is based on the fact that they have to have these curfews. They have to have deadlines. They have to they have to adhere to curfews. And she decided to rock up half an hour late for her set headlining because she was having her hair. You know, her hair took too long to do. And actually, as she walked on, there are people still doing her hair. And actually, as she's performing, there are people still doing her bloody hair. My <laughs> my argument is, if your priority is your hair you shouldn't be doing this as a career. If if you think that your hair is more important than turning up to a gig on time and being able to perform your whole set. So all the big numbers at the end, none of those got done. I think there were five, six numbers at the end that never got performed. Oh they literally just cut her mics off. That was it at midnight. And she so, yeah. you know, and she's and she's gone into a paddy and uh, and all the fans are you know, obviously, totally upset, but no one's turning around and going, "Well, it's your fault, love. You got your priorities wrong." So, um, a shame. To be honest, because that—that's what yeah. I was expecting for uh, from Guns N' Roses. I thought they would be on late because there was all that time. I think we maybe talked about it where uh, Axl Rose was just not turning up. Oh yeah, he just wouldn't turn up. I was hoping he wouldn't turn up. To be fair, <laughs> and then that would have been... <laughs> I think everyone now yeah. wishing he didn't. <laughs> yeah, uh, it's, it's unfair. Yeah. I, it's unfair to kind of single out, but I mean, you know, because obviously there are there are you know as some some you know some of those lines. Are, I mean, I wouldn't be able to touch anywhere close to where. It, I mean, I've never liked his voice much anyway, so it's not it's not for me. I'm not trying to kind of make make out that he's terrible. It's just now trying to hit those notes when you know when you're the age you are it's almost impossible i mean you're never going to be able to do it it's difficult i don't know any highlights for you perhaps we can bring it back into a I didn't less watch, <laughs> i didn't watch too much of it but i enjoyed the foo fighters uh you know their guitar work is so tight and uh, and solid so you know it it speaks to me as a guitarist and as a kind of rocker that i am um you know i still yeah it's still kind of second generation uh and for me the 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 original stuff the kind of 70s rock and all that is the um is what i really like so nirvana and foo fighters and radiohead for that matter are all things that i should on paper like really love but um, I'm kind of spoiled on, you know, Su Susie and the Banshees and, uh, and Public Image Limited and things like that, which oh, okay. are for me the, you know, um, oh, the original stuff. Top story, uh, you know, uh, the guitarist in Susie and the Banshees now, uh, in fact, most of the band are Bath musicians. So Steve Evans, who's done a few reviews for us, he's like the MD for Susie's band. And he, the, he him and Charlie Jones put together um, uh, Manta Ray, which was her last studio album or one of one of the last studio albums. And that they've been on tour with Susie, which is uh, so, yeah. In the small world, uh, I just wanted to say yeah. uh, it was yeah. uh, Carl Bedford. Uh, hi, Carl, big friend of Dom's. I met him at uh, Super Chrissy Hine sounded great. I do love, I love Chrissy, Chrissy Hine. Hine. I love that. That sounded really good with uh, uh, Johnny Marr on guitar and uh, uh, as well. Just yeah, really good. 
I don't know. Um, the thing, yeah. So uh, the thing is, sorry, the, only the fact that you you can absolutely turn around and say she sounded no different to how she's always sounded, and uh, her age, that's phenomenal. You know, just because you know anyone that can have a career spending that amount of time where their voice just doesn't kind of alter at all is is yeah. uh, is amazing. So yeah, she would. I mean, yeah, again, she was definitely one of the better. They were the pretenders were definitely one of the better acts on there, but. So They're hardly many, a, so many good songs. Yeah. So many good songs. Yeah. But yeah, yeah. yeah. Uh, so, um, so Matt, any any other highlights for you apart from uh, Rick Astley's track? Well, we were all Rick rolled basically, which was a beautiful thing. Yeah, I, I love. I, you know, I did actually like the the Rick set. <laughs> I thought it was good. it was just good fun, wasn't it? But I didn't see anything else I particularly like. But I was thinking about what you were saying about the hair and that, and I wonder if the lack of younger acts on there is because they maybe add sort of hair clauses stuff. You know, so you, you've got to give us an extra half hour and they're just not up for it. Yeah, can't sign the contract, yeah. Maybe. I don't know. I mean, I think that is a fair point, though. You can't, you know, that. I mean, that's the golden rule of festivals. You can't keep, you know, it's, it's it affects so many people. I suppose if you're on last, you might think you had a bit more leeway. And, and generally, maybe you well, do, but these curfews, but no, the she... curfews, I mean, it's, it's literally... It's like £10,000 a minute or, you know, some incredible fine that they'd be given. And the BBC would be the same. It's down to the ground staff to make sure that... Because this is all being live broadcast. It's a really big... You know, there's a lot of The thing is, she, she, she came on absolutely saying, you know, kind of, um, if we get cut off, we get cut off. She obviously, before she'd gone on, she was being warned about the consequences of this and still chose as she chose and what really i tell you what got me more than anything else is the fact that it was quite a high i don't know if anyone saw it but it's quite a high concept um say it you can in inverted commas yeah, yeah, yeah. a high concept performance so there was one there was one number for example where for about three minutes it was her and the dancers looking at a video of her with atmosphere chords playing underneath and my argument would be straight away if you've got cut anything that. about you, just cut that straight away. But no, they they went with three minutes of her, just her and the dancers watching themselves on a video screen. Every every <laughs> single priority was wrong about that whole performance, which is a shame because but, but you know, kind of. Sorry, isn't cool. the fact that we're talking about her right now is the the kind of That's the point. proven yeah. success of the whole thing? Yeah, yeah, I suppose so. That's very true. I'm just wondering if I saw any. I, I, I did see a bit of Left Field as well. That was really good. I just. Cause we were yeah, they were good. Left Field the other day. Left, uh, and it's just. There's something about that, that album, uh, Leftism, is a classic. It's an absolutely seminal classic. And there's, there's a great uh, video by GYU Beats who played at our EMOM where he attempts to sort of dis, disentangle, I think it's Song of Life, I think it is. Uh, bum, 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 bada, bum, bum. That one. Uh, and it's just. It's really uh, no, I don't think it was that one. That's a different one. But anyway, uh, they were really good, and uh, I, I was trying to see. You know, I didn't get much sort of new technology spotting. I didn't see an awful lot of like, oh, that's interesting. They use. I think they might have used a couple of Behringer Craves instead of three hundred threes. Did you spot that? Because <laughs> you've done. You've had a look at the Crave, haven't you? I think. Me, I've had a look. I've got one down here. Down oh, was it the TB three? I can't remember which one's the the Behringer one. Is it the, the, uh... the Craves that? But they've got the oh, that's the more like the mother. the other one, isn't it? The TD three. I wonder if they had that. Or the, yeah, so there might have been some yeah. of that stuff on on stage. I don't know. Anyway, well, let's face uh, it. You know what you're going to take on stage? A three hundred three or a TD three? You know. Well, you could probably take three or four of them just to sort of save the uh, the yeah save the save the the worry about it.
Uh, right, what else have we got next? Okay, this is this may trigger some people. I just thought this was a really fascinating and quite technically complex piece of work. So let's see if it uh, actually... That's not it at all, is it? What am I trying to do? It's... Uh, uh, oh, God damn. So that's, let me just see if I can fix that. Oh, I beg your pardon. Uh, uh, oh, there we go. It's that one. So let's just go here. Is it... Uh, yeah. So this is a really interesting piece uh, by Dan Tan Dunce, chi uh, before performed by Bei Bei Wang, who's a Chinese multi-instrumentalist. And it's the water concerto, so all of this stuff is made by water. I was looking at it, and some really interesting sounds. We've heard percussion sort of put in, but I don't know how the hell they mic this up, because it must have been a nightmare, the dynamics involved. I think we go a bit further on, there's a bit... I mean, this is obviously very quiet. I mean, I think there's probably a bunch of people who are going, what's this, what's this nonsense? But it's actually, there's, some, there's a, such a wide, it's a, it's a summary of it, such a wide variety of sounds done with just using water, which I think is a, a, obviously a very difficult thing to mic up because of the dynamics of that. I, I'll come to you, Yao, first, because you've got like a little box of a, a room of little toys that are, are varying amplitudes, I imagine. I mean, aside from the fact that it's, uh, it, it's, it's quite an interesting and obviously uh, contemporary piece, Looks, it looks so hard to against an orchestra. How on earth do you do that? I can't imagine how you would. Yeah, do that. Um, you know, f never mind recording it, but uh, doing the, the 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 live sound that that would be the the challenge. Um, yeah, I recorded once a session with the water. There was like a cut barrel, like massive barrel of of filled with water, and. Um, and yeah, but in the studio, it's not it's not really a problem. The thing is that you have to protect the mics from yeah. from the splash. So uh, you either put it in a in a plastic bag, which won't affect the sound that much, or you use it from you know um, from a bit high. Uh, but again, in a live situation, when you have to amplify that uh, and, like you said, compete with an orchestra, that would be quite, uh, quite challenging. I think that since, if I if I understand it correctly, it's just one sort of kind of tank container of water. Um, you know, maybe you can have like a piece of them, like a pressure a microphone mic, yeah. on uh, the, yeah, yeah. Or, or things like that, um, at least for the, for the, for the PA system and then record it with condensers or, uh, that's what I would do. I would use different mm. mics for the recording and different mics for the, that makes a lot of sense, you know, for amplification. I don't know. I mean, there's all sorts of things to think about here. So, I mean, maybe the people in the room couldn't hear anything that she was doing apart from the cowbells and all we're seeing is the recording of it. I don't know whether that's the case. It might that be. That is a possibility. Yeah. Because you can't yeah. risk, like, feeling back on, on something like that. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> I think I think you're probably spot on, to be fair, Nick. So when I went to, when I went to uni, um, uh, 
it was I, I it was part of uh, the Huddersfield Contemporary Music Festival, which at the time was the biggest kind of contemporary avant-garde music festival, one of the biggest ones in the world. And they had that every year, so every November, part of the um, the team that would be setting, micing up, help mic up, and doing all the electroacoustic stuff. And we had some amazing composers come through, like you know, called John Cage and Messian and Goretzky and and uh, Stockhausen, and they all came through to do the festival, but. Um, yeah so there was always these problems of as they came in with these ideas of things you know a lot of it i'm not saying hadn't been thought through but but the reality of getting all mic'd up through a huge pa without feeding back against orchestra or quite often they used to do it with like kind of full-on bands you know kind of electric guitars and all this kind of thing and you're thinking oh my god you haven't got i remember doing one which was was micing up a door you had to mic up a door, and it was an electric guitar as well. And I mean, but in terms of the piece itself, um, you know, this is the kind of stuff that when I went to uni, the first after my first term, I came back and played some of the stuff we'd been studying like this to my dad. <laughs> and my dad turned and went, "Hang on a minute, we're paying money for you to go and listen to music like this." <laughs> so it's you know, Tan Dun is kind of more accessible, but it's. Um, it's weird and wonderful, but I then I then took my dad to an orchestral concert where halfway through the orchestra all stopped. And you know those hosepipe things, the whirly things? Oh, halfway, yeah, yeah, yeah. Halfway through, all of the orchestra picked up one of these whirly things and just started swinging it around, doing all the harmonics. And uh, my dad and I almost got thrown out because my dad wouldn't stop laughing after they'd then sat down and it was just, yeah, my dad just couldn't take any of that. So um, it's weird and wonderful. I studied it for years and years. I now listen to it and think, oh my God, pretentious crap. But that's, <laughs> that's only because I studied it. it for so many years. Yeah, no, no, you're right though. It, it, it is. But stuff like this as a concept, is a fantastic concept. I've always said this about John Cage. I met John Cage. I thought as a, as a concept, I thought his concepts were incredible. Musically, not quite the same, but concepts were amazing. And this kind of stuff, as a concept, it's great. But musically, it's, um, you know, uh-huh. it's, I've st- I studied it for so many years, I'm kind of over it. If you'd asked me this in 1989, I'd be sitting you'd there been, going, oh, my been, God, been, this is the best thing it's ever. Amazing. You know, it is. I would. <laughs> I, I, know, would. Star- I would. Star- Starsky, there's a great, uh, I've just got to put a pun from Nick Howes UK, the rights of spring water like that. That's a great <laughs> idea for a, <laughs> for a concept. I, I don't know. I mean, I'm 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 fairly sort of traditional. Sometimes I'll hear music that is quite challenging and it annoys the hell out of me. And I think, well, all that effort and time and effort, and yet, what's it contributing to the movement forward of music in a thing? This actually, I, I quite like the sound of some of this. It's very interesting, quite abrasive. But I like the fact that the video was a summary, perhaps rather than the entire hour-long concerto. <laughs> it, it really reminds me of a time when I had Mike McCartney in the studio. So Mike McCartney being Paul's brother. And he was the photographer who was in the scaffold. And he wanted to do a dance track. And he was saying, in his, in his sort of Beatles accent, what I'd really like is, uh, is to people to hear, like, toilets flushing in the club. And I was about to say, eh, you know, I don't think people are going to be that massively impressed by having the sound <laughs> of a toilet flushing. We've samplers, we can do that. So... As a concept, yeah, you know, we you know we can record those things musically. Is it does it bring anything? Does it add anything? You know, yes, it's a technical challenge, but it's almost a bit like people, you know, wondering, spending too long thinking whether you could rather than thinking whether you should. It feels a little bit like to well, me. 
all I'm going to say is, so back in the 60s, there was a whole load of, I studied this whole load of conceptual music of one of them was the performer had to climb into the vagina of a living female whale. That was actually a piece of music. Another piece wow. of music was, another piece of music was that they, they had to light a fire in the middle of the stage. And then the composer used to, had to walk through the audience and cut off the ties of men in the audience that was the piece of music supposedly and you know you had pieces by john cage where it was you know kind of no minutes no seconds which was basically do anything for as long as you like anywhere that was the name that was the piece and so as concepts you're there going okay are they pieces of music of course they're not pieces of music at least this has some musicality about it but still the idea for me it's that idea of gosh you know wouldn't it be something interesting to do to, to do it all around music. I mean, the water phone sounds beautiful. This That's the thing that she was walking in with. That's a water phone. That sounds beautiful. That's used in every horror film known to man. This is a beautiful mm. sound. But the whole dipping the water and all that kind of thing, it's great as a concept. And it's very clever. I quite like, that. I go, like the percussion. I like that percussion. I thought the percussion, there was, some, there was some good rhythmical kind of stuff going on there. I quite enjoyed that. But uh, yeah, I it's, it's more. imagine I, Norman Wisdom doing it. I, just, I could just imagine. Norman I think that's Wisdom more you than anything there. else, Matt. Matt, that's <laughs> <laughs> in fact, I wish it was Norman Wisdom doing it. It would have been much more entertaining. Oh, that but would anyway. be funny. That would be funny. Okay, well, look, I don't, we won't dwell on it. I, I, I said it was a slow news week. I mean, we do have stuff to talk about, but obviously, this is uh, this is you know this is a bit of a, 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 a an, and finally topic. Except I put it second. That's just my own. <laughs> but. Uh, uh, right, let's see. We have actually got... There was... There's also... Uh, well, here... Uh, let's see if I've got it, actually. I need to find this. So this is... Um, make sure I've actually... Oh, dear. I think I'm not getting this things right at the moment. Let's see if that works. If I do this, is that going to work? No, that's not it. It's Today, I want to talk this about this breath control... Oh, for goodness sake. 3D printed <laughs> MIDI device that I made. Where's it gone? All the features... Sorry about this. I'm just. I, I. I. It's too hot. It's too blooming hot. Right. Okay. So uh, that's the button I need to press. Today. Bloody hell! This is driving me mad. <laughs> oh my god! This is right. fantastic. I know. It's just too hot. I. T I need. Don't a hit it. Talk I, mean, normal actually, I, I forgot to. I did forget to mention. This is the last show for a couple of weeks. Many of you will be delighted that that is the case. I'm sure. It's only so you can uh, go right, into the okay. home. Yeah. <clears throat> Exactly. That's right. So Korg Op 6, let's just do this and we'll just, I think it's, uh, is it this one? Korg Op 6 goes large. Yes. Here we go. Crikey. Got there in the end. We're checking out our new keyboard today. This is the all new Op 6 SE. The Op 6 SE has all of the features from the original Op 6 and also adds now a 61 key keybed that is made in Japan and has aftertouch. This also means that all preloaded programs are revoiced to maximize and include the aftertouch functionality. Huh. The polyphony on the Op6 SE has also increased to 80 voices, which is more than double of the original Op6. So this. Yeah, in case you needed them um, in a monotrimbral synth, it seems a bit unused. So yeah, the the Korg, we got the the, the wave state last week, uh, which is to SE and whatnot, and we got the Op6. And in fact, Paulie was saying, oh, they should do the Op6. They did do the Op6. I don't think it was uh, on his behest because obviously it was only a week later, unless they're really fast. But yeah, this is the new <laughs> the new SE and the new Platinum. Eighty voices. I, I question, you know, that that's great, but. On a, on a, you'd have to be a, have a serious sustain pedal addiction, I think, to to make use of that. 
Um, it's 18.99 for the 61 key, which has does have an aftertouch, and I like the fact they revoice stuff. But that seems that's like a 1,200 quid increase for that. And the SE is even more 2,080, and I don't think you get anything else apart from it's in a silvery case. Um, we've still got all of the stuff in the middle, which I guess isn't such a big deal, but it would be nice to see it offset a bit. I don't what people think. Um, Starsky, did you have you looked at the Op Six? Have you seen? Have you have you tried it? I mean, it's a great instrument. I've the tried the original Op Six, the small one. Um, I actually, can, I've got a DXM only four four nine. <laughs> only four <Yeah>. four nine. <laughs> I should add. I, I, to be honest, I don't get this one. I don't know why. It's it's not my sort of thing. I don't you know. I think it's something more something more for like a, a keyboard player is going to go out and and make the most of those those voices. For me, I I just I just can't see where I would need to spend that money on that on that bit of kit. Although you do get a free carry case, or maybe the ah. carry case is really a thousand pound worth of carry case. Maybe knows? it's made of but, leather. Yeah. <laughs> Human I don't know leather or something. I don't know. It's it's uh, alien leather. It's yeah. It's it's not really my bag. I've got to say. It's interesting. I do like the OP6. Yeah, it's. I think so it's. A say, great, I do like the OP6. Thought it was great. I thought it made FM really accessible. FM's really confusing for most people, obviously. And once you've got access to a few sliders, and particularly when you've got the uh, the, um, the 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 app version as well. It just opens up lots of things that you can't do on an analog synth. So I like that aspect of it, but I wonder if the, eight, should, cause the, app, the the VS the VST is actually quite expensive. I seem to remember it was like one nine nine. I can't remember the exact price. So I, I would like to think you get that free when you buy the SE. You do. That would sort of. Oh, you do. Okay, you get that's it, good. You get it free with the small one as well, with the original. No, you don't. You get it. You have to, it's no. forty nine. Are you sure? Forty nine. Uh, yeah, 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 yeah. Oh, it was forty nine euros. Pay. Sorry. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I have, I have okay. got it, um, and maybe it was just 49 was sort of a little insignificant sum because I thought it was so useful to have that yeah, yeah, access excellent. to everything. I, I like no, no, having it's a interesting. good editor. It's interesting. Yeah, I mean, you know, I, I, I know you've you've made FM instruments and you have quite a deep understanding of it. I mean, I don't know if you tried the Op6. It is a really, I mean, I did, I did a review. I think it's a great instrument. It just seems like a kind of a bit of cashing in going on here, if I'm honest. Uh, <clears throat> I haven't tried it, and uh, I heard demos and I heard the presets uh, and it sounds kind of very FME uh, and I wasn't, it, it didn't, um, you know, um, it wasn't that didn't any fires. Me, but the, the, the new one, the SE, just the looks of it, it looks like a DX7 from afar and then it's actually bigger. So it's more like a DX5 or something like that. And and the shape and there's something about the <clears throat> the angles and the metal work and all that the, and and the color obviously of the of the switches which looks like it it looks like a DX7 uh, Mark II. It, it's not the bright one, the the more darker one that really does you know. But um, but if I will go for anything like that, it would probably be the, the plug-in. Uh, right, because yeah, I don't sense. see why, you know, I don't see the, the, the logic. Uh, if you have something as a plug-in, it's much more convenient and it will sound the same, minus maybe the, the converters. You can argue that the, the, some of the, of the kind of magic of the DX7 is the, the low quality and, and low sample rate um converters and the noise and all that uh, but this um 
OP6SE, I'm sure it has the best converters in the world and all that. So you don't get that. So the difference sonically between the plugin and the hardware will be very minimal, whereas we all know the benefits of, of running things as plugins. Mm. Um, but I, I, yeah, having I said all that, it, it looks to me like a very desirable piece of gear that uh, oh, I wouldn't mind okay. if I had the space for it and the justification to get it. It's not for me. Uh, like okay. I, I think it would have been good. If, me, but, sorry. But it so looks great. Good if... It looks like something I would want to have. Sorry. Yeah. That's okay. I was just thinking that the original, um, if that had the five octave keyboard and was in, had a metal enclosure, for example, it would have been a much a much sexier synth to start off with. So you wouldn't have had to do this. And I think they've had to make the the jump from the small, cheaper one to something bigger. And making one that was I don't know a thousand pound or eight hundred pound, maybe it just wasn't enough for them. Maybe it's the it's the same market in the end. So trying to make it as premium as they possibly can, but. A lot mm. of people didn't like the feel of the keys on the original one, and it just feels yeah, it was cheap. Plasticky. It was it was cheap. Yeah, I mean they do go on bang on about the keyboard. I mean Ty, this sort of makes sense to be perhaps a, you know a desktop would make more sense. I, I'll just I just want the voices. I don't need the keyboard. I've got tons of keyboards. Just give me the voices. Well, I think I've said before. So I've got I've got the three of them. I've got the OP6 and the SE and the Modwave. And I from day one I've seen these completely as their modules that just happen to have a keyboard in front of them. And that's how I see them. I don't even see them as, as proper keyboards. They're, they're literally a kind of desktop rack mount that just happened to conveniently have a keyboard in front of them because the keyboard action is rubbish and they are very plasticky. But my problem is very simple, exactly as Matt said, which is in the good old days, what would have happened is they would have bought out the full-size sexy one that everybody wants and everyone that's a keyboard player could have bought those. And then you know, kind of a year down the line, they would have then gone, okay, well, we'll now release a cut cut down version. But the, doing it the other way around is just, it just doesn't make sense because at the end of the day, sound-wise, every, every, most people, okay, a, a lot of people that have got the original don't actually use the keyboard on it. They just use it as, you know, it's somewhere else in a rack and they use a master keyboard or they use a, a, another keyboard to play it from. Whereas... So from my point of view, what's the point in me buying this? Although exactly as Johan said, it's it's an appealing thing. It's a, it's a nice piece of gear. But I want more than just a full-size keyboard uh, with a half they should have action. gone dual. I, I think that I think they should have gone uh, split and, and less, at least. Uh, completely. Completely yeah. that. And, and also the fact that because size-wise, everything is in the same, it's the same format factor that just has some extra bits on the end. If you're going to all that real, real estate, basically, you've got it. Use it. Either put some extra sliders on, some extra functionality, spread it out, you know, all of that kind of thing. But the fact that all they've essentially done is take the same format and then given it more keys and stuck it in a metal body... I think honestly, I think they're onto a loser, and I don't. I think the price is just ridiculous because I'm not being funny. Nobody is going to. Well, I don't think. I don't think anybody is going to spend that kind of money on a synth, which is essentially sounds identical. As you say, forget the polyphony. No one really needs that polyphony, and uh, I think they'll carry on selling the normal ones quite decently and i think it'll be very limited and also i have to say this trend that Korg are going for of all of their new stuff they're supplying it with uh with a case 
uh, is just is an absolute waste of money because all the ones I've got, like the 700S, comes with its own case. The yeah. R to 2600 comes with its own case. Those cases yeah. literally just go straight in the loft. That's and then they sit there. And if I bought this, all that that would happen is it goes straight. The case goes straight in the loft. So there's no point in it. So why am I spending an extra 200 quid, which is probably what they're going to charge? Because the cases are quite well made. It's an extra 200 quid. Why am I giving you that when I don't want it? So I think, yeah. I just think it's. I just think it's such a mistake, and I I guarantee skip forward twelve months time, and these are being sold off for eleven hundred quid, twelve hundred quid max, and then might be wrong. Well, there's more on the cases. Yeah. yeah. So it's yeah. going to be more on the cases. I've got the the little the, the ARP there, the the other seat, and yeah, the yeah. cases now move from the garage to the landing, yeah. and it's just waiting yeah. to go in the loft, and that's, that's all it's done yeah, exactly. since the you know. And it's the same, if, and they they just starting to do it. Sorry. If anything, the, the having the cases is is actually only good for the second-hand market, so not for the, yeah, the brands yeah. themselves, because it yeah, makes the, the, the kind of on eBay it's it may be more desirable if it comes with a case, uh, but you don't really need it. I have tons of them, and it's just a waste of space. I have tons of guitar cases as well, because a lot of the mm -hmm. guitars come with like really fancy. You know, uh, really nice. So I can't uh, get rid of them, yeah. but it oh, just well. takes a lot of space. Well, time will tell. We'll see how it goes with them. But yes, I, I think I tend to agree. Um, okay, right. Well, gosh, um, trying to think where where to go next. Really, um, mm, there's not like I say there wasn't an enormous amount of stuff. So, and I'm 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 actually quite nervous that I'm going to press a button and it's just not going to work. <laughs> So, oh no, go on, do it, do it. Go on, just from an entertainment okay. point of view, risk it. Just from an entertainment Okay, right, uh, let's go. Uh, I'm going to go for, uh, let's see if this works. Let's try this. Terry Audio, Novacord and Solovox. This is another one of their, it has been in the list for a little while. We haven't uh, got around to it. Novacord is an astonishing Hammond introduced thing. one of the first fully polyphonic synthesizers, the Novacord, a revolutionary instrument that used a staggering 163 vacuum tubes. Yeah, I mean, this is a great thing to model because, I mean, Novacords are like rocking horse teeth. You know, they are extremely, extremely hard to come by. In fact, I found one on uh, Reverb for 45 grand. Um, so that's how much they go for. I have seen one in the flesh. I think, um, oh, uh, I'm trying to remember where it was. I think it was um, someone who's Hollow Sun uh, girl who she had one uh, in her studio. I'm trying to remember her name now. I really can't remember, but it was an amazing thing. Beautiful piece of furniture. Obviously, very hard to, to come by. I'm not sure if this is. Uh, I think this is partly sample, or, or mo I think it was maybe it's modelled, but it's obviously a very simple thing. But I mean, 160 odd valves in it is going to be hard to model it exactly. And we know that Cherry Audio stuff is is a lot. A lot of it's about the UI rather than necessarily the you know that I don't know how physically modelled they go to it. But some of their stuff is pretty good. I know Starsky. Have you go, uh, come across much of their much of the things? Have you ever seen a Nova called? I've never seen an overcoat, <laughs> but I d I've done a, a, a few reviews and demos of the of the Cherry Audio stuff um, because originally I think they came out f a few years back and had the 106 and the MS20, and because I've got them here, I thought I'll just see what they sound like, wondering if they were generic engines or not, and they looked a bit rubbish. The the the, the GUI was a bit uh, just just a bit cheap looking, and the, and the synths were so cheap, but they actually sounded 
pretty good. Not great, not perfect. You know, they're not like soft tube or something like that. But as you say, it's more about the interface and the playing around with them. Um, but they have, I think they have got a lot better recently. The Jupiter Six one's really good, I thought. But I've, oh, obviously, okay. I've not got, I've not got one of these to compare to compare them with. It'd be hard to, yeah. So if uh, anyone yeah, wants to send me one, <laughs> yeah. 40, yeah, no, you don't want that. You don't, you, you don't want to be stuck with the shipping on that because they weigh, I don't know, they weigh like a GX one, you know, would weigh. Right, They're yeah, really, yeah. really heavy. Uh, I think you can get. Uh, they do in the Solar Vox. You get both for thirty nine dollars i think that might that offer might be over 59 but i mean you know it's cheap and cheerful but i mean i wonder is there something that hasn't been i mean is there anything left to to, to emulate well so, well this is the thing because um and there's loads i mean there is loads of stuff left to emulate um but it's just again whether you want to i mean, the thing is with this this is i mean cherry audio i kind of i've made it fairly clear i, I i've got most of the cherry audio stuff and it's it's fine exactly as matt said it's it's fine and it's cheap and it you know kind of it's it's great it's fine but is it perfect no it's not but for that kind of money it's is well worth the money that's what i'd say with this one i've already got the sample set from hollow sun i've all got also got the sun sample set from sonic it's such a niche kind of it's such a niche sound that them trying to make claims of well it doesn't have to sound like this it can sound modern and cutting edge and well no it doesn't it everything has that hint of hammond organ mixed with a few filters and it's for what it is for that niche it's great and for 39 dollars or whatever it is you know you you can't go wrong but uh you know the sonic Chur sample set is so fantastic that if i ever do need this it's it's um I'm not, you know, I'm not going to look at this. But Cherry Audio stuff is is great for the money. It's great. You can't go wrong with it. Just don't expect the world. That's all. And also, I think it's got better because the the Jupiter Six one, exactly as Matt said, is is a lot better. But some of the earlier stuff, it's it sounds very generic. You know, it sounds like they're, they're talking about all the filters being modelled and all this kind of thing. It just sounds like they have a synth setup that they alter some settings slightly and put a different ui on and but you're there going yeah this doesn't really sound that unique at all but i think they've got better but um but this one is you know it's it's so niche i just really see you know, yeah, what, do you, what do you what would uh, describe to me the uh, the imagery with which would uh, would would spontaneously make you think I need the Nova Chord for that. You know, a director comes to you with it. Oh, it's basically anything, anything, literally retro, retro forties, retro forties, and put some kind of really kind of filtered strings over the top of it, and you know, that's it's that that's it. And fortunately, I'm not doing anything at the moment that's retro forties or you know retro fifties. Thank God. So, but that's you know that's it. It's just it's just something about the filtering of it as well. You have to take off all the top, all the you know, stick everything through speakerphone. Right. Do you remember speakerphone? Stick everything through oh, speakerphone. Yeah. So it's all just all just mids, and you've got instant 1930s, 1940s soundtrack. Excellent. Did they have originals to model this from? <laughs> I, I think they must. I think they must have the done. To be fair to them, I think they must have done. I don't think. I don't think they could have, could have made this up just based on. Mm. They haven't with the other stuff. With the other stuff, they have modelled it supposedly on the originals, and I'm sure they would have done the same here. I can't imagine they just make it up, going, "Oh, we'll we'll say it's got hundred valves and let's <laughs> make up some harmonics." But it's yeah, great. It's, so. it, but it's, it's so niche. It's so niche that 
Yeah. I'm trying to think what you would use it for. Have you uh, ever had a need for a, uh, a, a, um, a Nova Chord in your work, Yard? Um, not that I can think of, but um, to be fair, um, you know, it must be, I don't know much about uh, those machines, but I know one thing, they're not polyphonic synthesizers. Because for to have a polyphonic synthesizer with like eight voices, we, you have to have a microprocessor to determine which voice is being played, which voice is being stolen from, last uh, last played, first, you know, uh, where, where what state to kind of take over the envelope if you're on in the release stage, whether you kind of so there, there are different there are many parameters uh, needed in order to make a, poly a truly polyphonic synth where the VCA envelopes and the filter envelopes are independently polyphonic. So this must be the original, must have been a paraphonic synthesizer where you have a divider kind of oscillators like an electrical organ like a Farfisa, uh, unlike um, a tone wheel uh, like the Hammond so but still you have 12 notes and you have basically 12 oscillators and the rest all the octaves are dividers of these oscillators and multipliers so you can play like that and uh, you have 88 or however many keys there are there worth of voices but you can't say the same on about the the VCA and the VCF. So those must be a single unit getting triggered by the last note. I suppose that that is possible. Um, so it's more like the Poly 800, which I love, uh, which is paraphonic or something like that. So it has a very unique um, sound because you can, the last note you play will determine, will, will trigger the envelopes, basically. So you right. can hold the chord and then kind of, uh, so I think it's based it's on the, it's like a I, divide down, isn't it? Something like the, the, the over chord, probably. Yeah, yeah. yeah. And um, <clears throat> so I don't know how they implemented it on the plugins, whether it's, it's proper polyf polyphonic or w whether they recreated the kind of paraphonic, because it leads to very different and different kind of way of, of playing, um, yeah, especially combined with the fact that it has no velocity response. It's very kind of um, staccato-y, kind of um, mechanical sounding, thing uh, if you engage the filters if everything is just bypass then it, it would sound pretty much like a farfisa or something like that i believe mm, interesting. Uh, interesting yeah but it's a niche product for sure yeah i can i can just feel a summoning mark doty we've mentioned the word paraphonic and polyphony in the same sentence and it's all it's all going to go horribly there, wrong now i think there's some i th i mean for me personally i mean just to discuss paraphony for a minute I actually really like, I like I like limited uh, polyphony synthesizers because it, those playing rules are sort of, uh, 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 you know, in the same way that mono synths, you know, you have forced legato. In paraphonic synths, there are certain playing techniques that you have to use in order not to, to have experience re-triggers or whatever. And there was a, the Kodamo Mask One, which I reviewed recently, had this thing called paraphonic slur, which is really interesting. Which I didn't, I still don't quite understand how it works, where you trigger. You, you play some notes, but then any note that you play when you're playing within a, a specific range, it introduces 
a sort of legato mono voice as part of the chord, and so you can sort of pick out of just. I think there's some really interesting that's, things to be. That's the same as on the Osmos. The Osmos does that as well. Ah, okay. All right. I wouldn't yeah, know. We still we still haven't had ours. We're, we're we're waiting for ours to come in. I hear Starsky maybe has has one coming his way. So uh, I, um, I don't know. Just arrived today. Oh, Yay! Well, well I, th- oh, I think that's what's in the box. <laughs> I haven't opened it yet. <laughs> Could be a load of t-shirts. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> who knows yeah. um okay well I, i'm gonna do one quick question because it, uh, while we've got you here i think it's a reasonable a reasonable assumption so uh uh let me see there's a uh, i'm trying to f- okay this is from quirkism let me just push this one to live and then we'll do a quick question okay some quirkism via youtube you can only take one synth and one effects unit to a desert island we had a couple of desert island ones this week i'm actually going on holiday next week not to a desert island and not taking any synths but it's a fair question so uh what what one synth and one effects would you take on a desert on a desert island anybody ready i could go first if people need to think about it okay so for me, I, I've sort of already done this because I did a, a, a kind of a Dream Studios uh, interview for uh, uh, the uh, Music Tech, and I chose uh, for certainly for the synth, I chose a Polybrute, and I think for the effects, that would be a much more difficult one to do. I don't know what I would choose. Maybe a Ventress. I'm not sure the Ventress, or maybe a Space or something like that, because I'm probably going to want to. If I'm on a desert island, I'm going to want to soothe myself with epic reverbs. I don't want. I don't want distortion or drive or angry sounds, so I think I would go for that. So that's what I would go for. So uh, who's next? I've Raise got, your hand. Right, Ty's going to go next. Okay. So what would you? What would your easy peasy? Or- Schmidt and H nine even tied H nine thousand. Simple as that. Uh, Mainly the, the the Schmidt is yeah. just one of those synths that you just I it still I always say it, it still surprises me every day that you play it. You find something new and something clever and and the h9000 exactly the same the h9000 is basically just like it's just like a dream properly dream what if you didn't have the editor for the h9000 though and you had to uh do it that's okay no no it's not that bad you'll have all the time in the world all the time in the world (laughs) yeah (laughs) it's not actually no honestly the the h9000 screen is actually not that bad it's not like the old even tides where you're basically just scrolling through everything the, the 9000 the menu system and that is actually it's actually quite good so it's yeah it's not it's not that bad at all so that i mean that would is so easy for me that would just be a ah okay the yeah. h9000 is is the big monster you know it's the big yeah. sort of granddaddy studio effects it's a pretty juicy yeah okay it, fair enough yeah so yeah so it's gorgeous. well that's okay so. That, that <laughs> okay well the chances are i mean i think is it pirate i don't know if it's international pirate day today but if you were if it, it it sort of may be appropriate you also might find yourself being kind of boarded by pirates and having your equipment stolen because it would be hard to hide away that sort of with that large s i don't know uh Yoad, how about yourself what would you choose i i think you've we've done this before where you chose i think a behringer didn't you you chose the deep mind didn't you yeah and i'm proud of it the deep mind is the best thing synth ever uh i just love it it's the uh, yeah sue me or someone uh, but uh i i just uh, i just love it it's like it's like a juno it's it's beefy as a juno it's it's kind of more snappy because the end are quicker uh, i just love it it's a great synth but if i'm on a desert island 
then I won't have anything else to plug into an effect unit. So I might as well just do with the TC effects that come with the Behringer. Oh, God, it gets um, worse. So, uh, yeah, I'll be happy with that. Wow, I, I mean, that you is, can say uh, anything, I mean, I, but I, I, you can't. You can't say it's the best thing ever. Yo, Ad, well, you're amazing. You can't say. It. I, you I, can't. I have, I have a few, I have a few synths around me. You do, and honestly. Absolutely. And honestly, that's the single one. So, first of all, let's forget all the vintage ones. I love them. Everything. I want to have newer versions. That's why I now set up all the, except for the Polyvox, which is quite old, but all the all the other ones, Hydrosynth, um, the Brute, and the Dave's, the Revs Two, and the and the DeepMind. These are the ones that I want to deal with. For all the rest, I have the editor here, which I can, you know, control the ones like the Poly Six and the One O Six and the whatever, and all the digital ones. I wouldn't touch any of those. Like, what? What would I take? It maybe, maybe the um, the six, uh, the Matrix. Uh, what's it called? The Dave Smith um, Poly Poly not Poly Six. Polyvolver. Polyvolver. No, no. The Rev um, Ob Six Profit Six. Ob Six. The Profit Six. Ob Six. Yeah. Ah, OB6, okay. maybe, but it's much more limited because because you can do anything with the deep mind, just anything, any sound. It's just amazing. Right. I, I would agree that it's a really impressive synth when you get in there. I mean, you know, I've got a deep mind uh, uh, desktop here, which I use occasionally. Um, we and we did a lot of work on the launch of the deep mind, and it was a very exciting synth at the time. And the effects are, are, are anyway. Starsky, you've had plenty of time to think about it, or Matt. Rather than I have had plenty of time, and luckily you've all given me good ideas. <laughs> so, but as, if you're on a desert island, you want something that you can really dig into. So we've got the bits and bobs, like you know, like the OB6 or the the P6 or the Prophet Five or something. But I'd want something like the um, the Polybrute or the Rev Two or something that I could really spend a lot of time playing with. I think so. Well, for mm. me, if I'm stuck with one synth, I think they can all get to similar places. So it's not really about trying to get the best sound. It's more having having most fun with it. So get pick that and something like the H9, which was the smoke only because I've got that one. But yeah, if I can't take my iPad and I couldn't edit it, I'd have to go for the H9000. But something that's right. complex and you can sit and play for hours and well for months and months, you know. Um, so Polybrute's brilliant for that. Rev Two is brilliant for that, uh, and the Moog One it... for that sort of thing. Mm, yeah, I. Yeah, Although... I suppose that's fair. I think Yoad, your uh, your you, your camera has gone doing its uh, robotic thing. You might just need to plug in and uh, replug quickly. Uh, I would, but this does bring up some very interesting philosophical questions. So you're on a desert island, and you can take a synth and an effect and uh, you know as, as uh, Nick Howe's actually posted a similar thing and you can take your copy of Shakespeare but obviously if you're taking a synth you're gonna have a generator you're gonna have a power source you're gonna have all of these things presumably the best thing to take would be the thing that had the most components in it that you could then cannibalize into doing useful things to survive so to make water or to create a radio of some kind that you allowed you to sort of uh, get rescued. I mean, unless we're going desert island because you want well, to be well, away well, from well, it all. Well, I don't. Well, well, you need ability to be able to do all that. I'm not being funny, but I could have all the components in the world. But you're trying to okay, make a radio. Uh, you figure it out. Uh, no, I wouldn't. I could not figure. 
figure out how to make well, a radio. Okay. Joking. In that case, in that case, you want a synth that you can connect to the internet on somehow. That would make. Just take a laptop synth. Yeah, a great big one. You can use it as a boat. Yeah, that's also yeah. true. Great big wooden one. Take all the innards out and float away in it. What would that yeah. be? That Take, would okay, be, CS80. Uh, well, Take a CS80. That's all wood. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Well, you Take out all the one of those. Warm, you could burn it to no, keep warm as well. One of those Nova cords or whatever that was called. That cherry yeah. order. Yeah, that's a good idea. Because the wood there, there you could also probably make like fishing uh, spears and stuff. There's all sorts of things you could make. Okay, can I forget? Yeah, we are on a desert that. island that's... We're on a desert island. It's probably going to have trees. I just want to point this out. We're taking synths <laughs> that are going to be made of wood. <laughs> we could just go, okay, we have trees. <laughs> okay. Okay, well, fair enough. I, 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 maybe I didn't think that one straight through. Okay, well, just to remind you folks, that this is the we're taking a break for a couple of weeks. We will be back on, uh, when will it be? 20-something of July, uh, because I'm away till the 13th. Then it's the 15th and 16th will be at uh, the Gearfest UK at Tile Yard. So that's 16th, 17th, 18th, 19th. I think it's the 19th or the 20th we'll be back. So uh, enjoy your break. Uh, we will try and have a bit of content lined up uh, can for I, the, the go. But uh, I don't think... Oh, yeah, Ty, you're, you're, you were going to tell us a little bit about your Can I just Can task. I just wave my little white flag at this point? If yes, that's please. okay for everybody. So the reason, the reason I'm here at the moment is we're sorting out uh, the studio of uh, Dominic Hawking, who was one of us. And uh, obviously, as everyone knows, he's no longer with us. And so I have been, over the last however many weeks, sorting out the studio for the family. And uh, it's taken a long time. And so, as well as stripping the studio, actually cataloging everything in the middle of checking that everything's actually working and functioning, and believe me, when you have a studio like Dom's and you're having to check every single instrument, every single module, pedal, everything is actually working. Um, it's a long haul and nowhere near finished yet. But um, And the reason is, is the fact that everything needs to be sold. As simple as that, really. So this is all of Dom's stuff. Everything they had in the studio, the full studio, everything um, is going to get sold. And uh, it, all the money is going to go to uh, Sophia and Lula May and the family and uh, to help them move on and move forward. And um, so it's I'm basically sorting it all out and uh, yep. putting everything together. There's going to be a full list available imminently at the moment. There's, I mean, in, in typical Eurocrack style we found this box that um, his assistant was here going, I think there's just some circuit boards in here. I don't know what you're going to do this lot. And it's a whole huge plastic box just full of just random Eurorack modules, as well as his huge Eurorack that's already in place. So there's a whole load of Eurorack that I'm having to test and list. There's loads of synths. There's JX3Ps, there's Juno 106s. They've all got the Kiwi mods. Uh, JX8P, KX88, loads of modules, loads of outboards, um, all of his stuff, and it's all got to go. And so I think what Nick's, what I wanted to say, Dom would absolutely love it if it went as much as possible within our community. And, uh, you know, Dom was an incredibly special guy. Anyone that saw his shows on a Sunday evening would know how amazing he was. And... It, you know, his family have said basically they, what they don't want to do is just stick it on eBay or whatever and it just go to anybody as much as possible. 
uh, it, they would love it to go to people within within our community and and right. so in terms of, in terms of money no one's nothing's going for top dollar it's literally a case of um it's everything's going to be it just needs to be a fair price so that you know for the family that's all and ha- um, how, how how's that going to be listed and how will people find out well at the moment we still we, at the moment we still genuinely we still don't know so all that's it, because it's all got to get sorted but at the moment it's a case of i've had lots of people just approaching me and sending me emails and facebook messages and whatever just asking about specific stuff that they've seen on the show or even just to get you know the list the moment the list is finished but it honestly it is so huge and it's just such an you know, big thing to be doing. Um, uh, the moment that's finished, and I'm hoping it's going to finish, you know, kind of, if not the end of this week, the beginning of next week. And then if I kind of get it to Nick, I mean, Nick, will you kind of just put it on up on the website? Yeah, just I'm so sure, that, I'm you sure know. I, could, I could do. Well, I, I'm away from uh, until the 13th or uh, 14th of July. So, okay. But as, I yeah, could do it on the 14th. Okay, well, just whatever that would be. That would be great. Yeah. Just trying to just get a list out there and um, and all the no- the normal suspects, you know, kind of uh, you know, kind of ProSynth Network and maybe Kent Show or whatever. And just it's just it'd be great if we could kind of Don would love it if it was going to the right people rather than just complete randomers. Um, so yeah, yeah. So that's okay. so that's basically it, really. I just wanted to kind of flag it up to everyone to just keep an eye out because, as I said, all the money's going to be going to kind of help keep the family sorted and and whatever. So, um, so yeah. that's it. Well, there's already people that's in the chat. Bet. So you know, uh, Dom, Dom, uh, Wagyu says he'd love to get something from Dom Studio uh, to keep for life. Do you remember? Yeah, I I feel much the same actually. So I look forward to seeing the list and yeah. seeing um, seeing yeah. what's available. It's a big list. To... It's a big list, and yeah. it goes re- it literally goes from very you know kind of cheap stuff uh, right up to you know some big expensive outboard gear so it's there's something there for everybody but it's uh yeah it's it's for a really good cause and uh it's you know he was such a he was such an amazing guy for everybody every you know yeah so excellent okay well i'm i mean you know on behalf of everybody who didn't have to do this thank you Ty, for taking it on because i know it's a it's a, a massive task and i'm sure the family well it makes much appreciate it, what you've done but yeah uh, it, what it does make you feel and this means to everyone and this includes you you know or anybody with a big studio it's made me completely rethink and reassess because if anyone if i pop my clogs tomorrow and anyone has to go and do the same for my studio blinking neck i mean it makes you reassess how you keep a catalogue of things and where you keep things and how you keep things because it is literally a case at the moment everywhere you turn you'll just open a random box and suddenly find a whole new load of stuff and i know for a fact that if anyone had to do it with mine it would be an absolute living nightmare so if anyone out there actually is watching this years after and i do pop my clogs and it's your job to do it you know i don't envy you so no, but... <laughs> right. Well, thank there you, Ty. Thanks for, thanks for, uh, and would definitely be uh, more than happy to help uh, move move the process Brilliant. along in, in any way we can. No problem at all. Well, uh, folks, I uh, I think it's probably time to, uh, to 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 bring things to a close. Yeah, I guess you're going to alt tab into some highfalutin uh, uh, Atmos mix or something of similar. Or, uh, uh, have you got anything that you can tell us about that you're working on? I have a few things that I can't tell you about on the go, um, as well as, like you said, Dolby Atmos mixes and normal stereo mixes. Um, but very exciting things are, are happening um, in here. So uh, 
yeah, I'm excited. I can see your guitar, your guitars are creeping along your synth wall, sort of masking them out of the way. When you first, when we first started talking to you, Yad, I'm pretty sure there weren't any guitars. They were kept in a separate room. They're starting to creep they along your wall separate, of synths there. They are in a separate room. They are in the live room. They're about 25 or 30, but they spill over. And also, I mean, the excuse is that I keep a few here because then when I want to play them, especially in winter, the temperature difference is not going to affect the tuning. So I kind of keep a few here, ah. which means I have more space to get more in there. But it kind of so you're defrosting went, out of, went <laughs> out of control a little bit. So uh, I love guitars. I love synths, but I love guitars too. Okay. So uh, I'm I'm just I'm just case, aware that when we I'm just yeah. I'm just aware that when we very first got to know Johad, there was no mention of guitar, there was no mention of rock. There was all it was all tech and it was all synths. And then gradually, bit by bit, he's letting his inner self but, the true Johad is coming system. into the equation. <laughs> I see what he's doing. Before you know it, it's gonna be like the guitar section in a shop. And there's going to be a few synths in the background. It's all just going to be guitars everywhere. And he's going to suddenly appear with a long wig on and a headband. That's what's going to happen. We, we know what's, we know what's um, happening, Yorad. It's, it's a true reflection of how things kind of turned out because for many years I was playing in sessions and in recordings, like uh, eight bars, double them and all that. But I, I kind of lost the connection. Not lost, but I wasn't into the guitars thing kind of actively more into synths and stuff and i was you know making synths still am and uh, and and products like that um i obviously can't make guitars and i have no desire to make guitars um but um i think during the the past few years i i went back into or came back into having a guitar as part of my life uh, which I'm very, very happy about. Oh, I'm happy for oh, you. Yeah, it's right. fine. No, no, yeah. no need to justify it. No, don't take any notice of Ty. <laughs> He's just pulling your legs. Uh, Matt, thank you so much for joining us as well. Um, what's oh, next? Have you got, uh, can, you, can you tell us what's coming up next on your, uh, on your, on your channel? I think so. I, I don't know how long it's going to take me to put together, but on Sunday I have the, um, the Analog uh, Solutions, I, I think the, the Quartz units, so they've got the Colossus unit, which is the huge, great, big, sort of 25 grand, massive EMS 12 voice studio wow. in a box. So they're going to get, they've got um, sort of that split into four smaller boxes, basically. So they're all arriving on Sunday. Wow. Which I'm going to have to, I'm going to have to plan a, a couple of weeks of just playing with them and really digging into them. Really, really slightly intimidated by them, if I, if I must say, because it's a, yeah, it's, uh, I think I'm going to be one of the first people or the first person to have got all four. Oh, nice. So, interesting to see to see how that goes. But I really like the analog solutions stuff. I think it's absolutely fantastic. I think it sounds wonderful. So I'm super excited by that. Excellent. Okay, well, And I've got the box you, with the Osmos in it. Oh, yeah, that's two. Yeah, that'll be coming. Yeah. So that's, that'll that's, be coming. that's literally in two minutes' time. That's getting opened. Yeah, don't blame you. I'd be the same. Um, I'm going to have to chase them up because we were expecting one. So hopefully it'll arrive when I'm back from holiday. OK, well, that's it for this week. Thank you very much, everybody. We'll be back in a couple of weeks. Uh, so um, 
Enjoy the rest of your summer. That was it for Sonic Talk, episode uh, 7... Oh, what was it? 762, wasn't it? Good Lord. How time flies. Thank you very much. That's the end. See you next time. Bye-bye.